Pike Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. And how do you know if your test questions are written well? Today's topic is just looking at those knowledge-based tests that you've been creating. They're the paper pencil, or maybe they're online. My daughter right now is getting her license, and of course she had to take her test online. And back in the day, I had to take paper and pencil. So that's dating myself. But the idea here is how do we make sure that we do that well? Today, I'm just going to give you uh, five different tips on making sure that you do that and, and do it quickly and well. Number one, you want to make sure that you arrange the items in order of difficulty, placing easy items first. And, and what's happening there is you're just building confidence. So you can go ahead and write all the questions that you want. And as you go through them afterwards, assess, is this a level one, two, three, or four? And again, make sure those number one, those easiest test questions are going to go first. A second piece to keep in mind as you're doing is construct them so that it's independent of all other items. What that means is I'm not giving an answer to question 20 in question seven. A series of items in which correct answers to the first item because it's a condition for answering the next. So I don't want to do that where if you get A or question number one wrong, now it impacts question number two because you got question number one wrong. That's something I see quite often and it's detrimental because now if I get one wrong, I'm going to get two, three, and four wrong. So we want to make sure that they're independent of one another. The third tip is avoid constructing items by taking quotes directly from a handout or a book, something like that. Direct quotes tend to encourage memorization, and we're not looking for that. We want understanding. We want clarification, critical thinking. So we want to make sure that we're constructing concepts that aren't just lifted straight from your training session, but allow for them to consider what they learned and apply it so we want application-based questions. Okay, this is an easy one. Avoid trick questions. I know, I know some of you out there are like, oh, but it's my favorite. Oh, if it's sly and it's slick and the idea of a test is to, to see if they understand and get it, not to trick them into an answer. So we wanna make sure that it's fair and reasonable and if a lot of people get it wrong, we, we're going to throw that out and we're going to create a different question in its place for the next time. One of the areas, the fifth area that I know I have trouble with are double negatives. It's when you're reading a sentence and all of a sudden you're wondering, does she mean not yet or not now or not not? So we want to make sure that's off the table so that there's no misinterpretation. Um, if negative words must be used, underline or italicize the word to call attention to it so that they know that this is not occurring versus this is occurring. So underline, highlight, bold it, make sure that they know that. The final thought for your knowledge-based questions is to avoid providing clues in the answer. So a way that you could do that is one, A, B, and C are really long. D is the correct answer and it's really short. Or A, B, and C are crazy answers and responses. D is the only one that makes sense. So we want to make sure that our uh, incorrect answers are just the same length in, in words and thought and are actually things that could occur.
I'm Becky Pike-Puth with the Bob Pike Group, and these six tips for writing your knowledge-based test questions might just help your learners and ensure there's return on investment.